Hello, everyone. This is the I Hear Design podcast, and I'm your host, Robert Yaminen, Editor-at-Large of Interiors and Sources. As always, thanks for tuning in to another broadcast. So we are officially into February and are on the heels of our very first Dinner and Discourse, or D2 events as we're calling them, which was held last month in Seattle that I'm excited to tell you guys about and introduce a special guest I have with me today to discuss a very important topic with you. But first, a little background. So for those of you who may not be aware, Interiors and Sources puts on a biannual event called Design Connections. There's one in February and another in October. And they're basically small gatherings of designers and manufacturers that feature some compelling content around what's happening in design, as well as some R&D type sessions with suppliers and networking opportunities that have been a big hit with attendees. And the conversations that happen at these events have been so inspiring, we decided we wanted to keep the dialogue going throughout the year by building off of design connections in a series of one-night-only events we're calling Dinner and Discourse, or D2 for short. These evenings bring together um, past Design Connections alumni and a plus one guest, uh, along with the INS team for a couple of hours of cocktails, food, and conversation. And it's essentially a way for us to reconnect with you know, a group of designers we know and love, as well as to meet new people and talk about some important topics, which brings us to today's podcast. So in our December issue, we asked the question, where are all the women in positions of design leadership in this industry? It's an important one because the statistics show that while 61% of all designers are women, only 11% hold positions of leadership in design firms. And why is that? What's being done to level the playing field? Those are just a couple of questions that were raised and answered uh, by our panelists at our dinner and discourse event. And I'm very pleased to introduce Natalie Hartkopf, the co-founder and CEO of Hightower, who was one of the panelists in Seattle. Natalie, thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in the interest of full disclosure to our listeners, um, I regrettably wasn't able to attend the kickoff dinner and discourse event, so I'm going to learn as much as you guys are about it. But Natalie, uh, first of all, what were some of your impressions of the dinner and discourse event? Yeah, it was terrific. It was a really intimate setting. There was a terrific turnout of designers, and I think everybody was really eager to discuss we had a really lively and authentic discussion, I felt like, surrounding women leaders in our industry and talked a lot about mentorship, both formal and informal, and how to take feedback in the workplace and just some unique challenges as well for working mothers in leadership positions. So it was a really varied conversation and um, really engaging conversation, both among the panel and with the guests. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, that's great. And I, I definitely want to talk about some of the things you mentioned, including mentorship, um, as we go along here. But I guess to start the conversation off, how would you characterize the design industry right now in terms of women in leadership? Where is the needle and in what direction do you see it moving? Sure. Well, I think just like you referenced, the article that you guys wrote in December is spot on. There are plenty of women in our industry. Uh, this is not a pipeline problem. So really, it comes down to mentorship and advocacy. And I really think it's about building a strong network around you um, and finding people who can help you advance in your career, but also taking that personal action to grow and find positions that you're really excited about and can take control of your own destiny. So I think that there's tremendous potential. And I do think that our industry is um, just perfectly positioned to have a lot of women in leadership. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, I know you touched on mentorship, and I want to get back to that. But um, what do you think are some of the reasons uh, for the lack of women in leadership roles at design firms? Like, how did we get to where we are today? Sure. Well, one of my thoughts is that, you know, when men have been in positions of, of leadership, there have been a lot of just informal mentoring within their own networks. And often you are drawn to mentoring people that are very similar to you. So if men in leadership positions are mentoring other men, um, we need to kind of figure out a way, whether it, again, is through formal mentorship programs or even better through really authentic informal mentoring where women are seeking out, women leaders are seeking out women in their firms um, to really help develop, to advocate for them, to help find opportunities for them to grow and take on, be encouraged to take on more leadership roles. Um, I just mm-hmm. think we really need as women leaders to advocate for the next generation and find those opportunities, just like men have been doing for generations. And we just need to kind of learn from that success and figure out how mm-hmm. to kind of help uh, women in the industry grow in advance. So I think it's definitely possible. We just need to be very purposeful about seeking out those opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. At the mentorship programs, uh, how can design firms sort of best uh, utilize those types of things? Like you, you mentioned, informal and formal is one way better than another as far as getting people on board and getting people involved as far as mentoring and, and find mentors. Like, like how does that process uh, generally work? Yeah, it was. It did come up in the conversation that we had, and I think the consensus that I heard from the discussion was that women really prefer informal mentorship opportunities where Mm -hmm. either the women who would like to be mentored are seeking out, they're finding women that they're really inspired by and be identifying a specific characteristic that they'd really like to work on and finding those women and saying, hey, I'm really interested in growing and developing in this way. Can you help me? And the conversation really around um, finding those authentic connections, that that's really where the spark came from. And so I definitely believe in, in both, but my personal experience has definitely been in more of the informal mentorship, both where I have sought out women that I admired uh, or building my executive peer network um, or identifying women that I felt had a lot of potential and kind of working to bring them up through the company. Hightower has a lot of women in leadership, and so it really it really comes down to keeping an eye on it and and seeking out those opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned some of your personal experiences. Like, what do you see as being some of the key issues that are important to win in terms of their career development? Like, do you have personal anecdotes that you could share of just kind of your journey? Sure. Um, I think there's probably two elements that I'm really passionate about. One is parental leave and how we support women when they do choose to have families, um, how we support their reentry into the company and ability to continue advancing. And also, I think pay equity is the other area that I'm really passionate about. With parental leave, there's this whole concept of returnships and how you help facilitate a path for women to return to the workplace. And again, mm-hmm. that just helps us make sure that women who were advancing in their career and needed to step back for whether it's six months or whether it's two or three or five years, how do we encourage them to come back once they're interested and how do we kind of get them back onto a career advancement trajectory? Um, So I think there's a ton of opportunity there with returnships. And then on the pay equity side, we know the 80 cents to a dollar that women make compared to men. So as leaders, especially female leaders of companies, to really keep an eye on any pay equity issues is essential. That's the only way we're going to move the needle in that way and help women advance. And, you know, I know that just personally uh, at Hightower, 
we have offices across the country. And when I took over in a leadership position and was analyzing uh, pay, I did see an opportunity to correct some issues. And any time where you can really step in and draw attention and, and make corrections is advancing us along. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really important responsibility that we take as female leaders. Yeah, definitely. I was talking to to a designer for an article that we did on diversity, and they mentioned that one of the reasons that there isn't isn't a greater sense of diversity in the workforce as far as race is because there hasn't been a clear path to leadership uh, and advancement. Do you see that as being the same for for women? Have you seen a clear path to, uh, to advancing your career, or do you think there still needs to be some work done on that? Yeah, so my, I guess my thought there is I really believe that women should take control of their own destiny. And mm. if a company isn't hiring women leadership roles, if despite efforts, it's very clear that there are certain people that are in leadership roles and they're not really open to exploring what a more diverse leader profile looks like, you know, my recommendation is always to find a new company that will. Um, and I think that there are a lot of companies that are seeking out diverse perspectives and diverse leadership. And so I really believe in kind of taking control of that. And if you want a leadership role, making sure you are aligned with the, the beliefs of the company that you're working for that, that wants you in those leadership roles. So I really believe in kind of advocating for your own destiny. And I know personally for me, I've really had to take an active step in building my network um, and fighting for the career advancement that I wanted so I do, and I think that's I think that's more exciting to know that it's in your control than kind of waiting for others to bring you up. So that's what I that's what I always recommend. Yeah, that's good. That's great advice. And speaking of that, do you have any thoughts you can offer in terms of solutions or steps our listeners can take to advance this issue or or address it maybe in their own firms? Yeah, I think the conversation is excellent. So facilitating conversations like this is tremendous. And I think there was a lot of energy just having the conversation and putting it out there and everybody kind of idea generating what is possible and saying, hey, this is the time is now. There's so much energy behind this movement to bring more women into leadership or more diverse profiles, not even women, but just more diversity into leadership. So I think there's a lot of energy around right now. I think it's really exciting. Um, And I think the only other thing that we didn't really have time to discuss at the panel, but that I feel is really important is the education side and advocating for the next generation of designers. Um, We recently sponsored a design class at the University of Washington recently, and seeing that half the class consisted of women, um, and we did a competition, and it was two female students who won, and we sponsored to take them to Neocon. And finding those opportunities to expose young female designers um, to all the different opportunities that are out there and to female leaders in our industry. We had some really tremendous people on the panel. Any of those opportunities, I think, are just wonderful for showing them what's possible in their career path. Um, so definitely would suggest working with students and then just having conversations like this, a tremendous step in the right direction. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a perfect stopping point here. I love leaving things on a hopeful note. So Thank you again, Natalie, for being here. So we we really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Well, to our listeners out there, um, if this topic resonated with you, head on over to our website at interiorsandsources.com where you can read our cover story in the December issue on women and leadership. Just click on the magazine tab at the top of the page. 
and select 2019 from the archive and click on the December issue. And likewise, if you're interested in attending our Design Connections event in October, click on the More tab on our homepage and select Design Connections to find out how you can apply for an all-expense-paid trip to Huntington Beach, California. And keep an eye out for emails from us announcing the next dinner and discourse event coming to cities near you. Uh, we'll be in LA, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Dallas, and Washington, D.C. later this year. And we sincerely hope you'll be able to join us for an evening of lively conversation. That's all for now. Thanks and be well, everyone.